today, March 1st, is the first day of Women's History Month. And one of the things we want to do here on the Tuesday Point and at KPOV in general is honor uh, some of the amazing women here in Central Oregon. And today we have on one of my personal favorites, uh, Darcy Bedortha uh, from Prineville. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Darcy has recently, I guess in the last couple of years, founded an equine therapy program. It's called Horses on the Ranch. Uh, she founded it. She's built it up. I will say that I know personally, uh, Darcy and I have known each other a long time. She worked incredibly hard, uh, worked multiple jobs in addition to uh, building on Horses in the Ranch. It's a culmination uh, of a lot of, of, of a big journey throughout her life. Uh, Darcy, welcome to The Point. Good morning. It's good to be here. Yeah, great, great. So, um I guess start out, can you start out with what was your inspiration for creating Horses on the Ranch? Um, so I've been a lifelong horse kid. Uh, I got my first pony when I was six years old for Christmas and um, just have tried to keep horses in my life since then. Um, there's been little gaps of time when I couldn't um, just because horses are expensive and life is life but I've always been drawn back to them. And um, sometimes that was just like getting a part-time job cleaning stalls just so I could be around them. Mm. Um, about 30 years ago, I was a um, therapeutic riding instructor. So we worked mostly with um, Down syndrome um, participants and um, I had a cerebral palsy participant. And so like physically um, challenged people, um, with healing work with horses, which was really super powerful. So I had that um, in the back of my mind. And then um, in 2012, I started working for Heart of Oregon Corps, um, which is a local nonprofit, also doing phenomenal work. And they will always be a, a big piece of my heart. Um, but in the back of my mind, as we're working with young people with um, social challenges and like just the stress of life and being um, disconnected from employment or education or, you know, we had a lot of Heart of Oregon Corps members that were struggling with houseless issues. Um, so just in the back of my mind, I was always thinking I should just like get this kid in a round pen with a horse and just let them like learn some things from horses that they can't learn from people because, Oftentimes, if you like young people that grow up in a challenging situation, um, having one more adult like judging or criticizing or trying to guide or lead or teach is just not something that they want to go down. But they um, they don't have those barriers with a horse. Um, so I had been with Heart of Oregon about four and a half years and I was looking 50 in the eye and thinking if I don't do something different um, and like actually spend my time figuring out how to have horses in my life as a bigger, bigger chunk, then um, I'm not ever going to get it done because the older I get, the harder it'll be to start. So I gave my notice and started like making things happen. So yeah, I got a part-time job with uh, Crooked River Brewing um, as a server and a pizza maker and um that gave me a little bit of flexibility and then i got another part-time job with a horse trainer cleaning stalls and that gave me flexibility and so i was able to make the big jump and lived in a camp trailer and rented room and 
storage trailer. I mean, like, got as creative as I could to keep all of my expenses low and focus my energy on getting this program started. And here we are. That was 2019 that we were founded, and um, we are seeing clients uh, two and a half days a week now, uh, which is pretty much capacity because both of the counselors that I work with also have office hours in a regular uh, mental health clinic. Uh, and that still gives me a couple of hours or a couple of days a week to, to continue working outside to bring income in. But we're, we're at that point where we are, it feels really stable. We've worked through two winters um, seeing clients outside in snow and ice and all of that. And they, even with the challenges, they come because the work is so powerful. So as I was telling Bruce earlier, um, we, on Friday morning, ordered our pole barn. So we're, this hopefully, knock on wood, will be the last winter we have to work in the snow. <laughs> right. So what, tell, tell us, what is a pole barn? Pole barn. Pole barn, it's, um, it's just a type of building. So basically, it's a, a small indoor arena that we will it's a roof only right now. Um, the landowners where we lease our property are donating a deck of logs that we can build siding. So it will be enclosed eventually, but right now it's just a, a roof. Um, around Central Oregon, you'll see like hay sheds, and that's pretty much what it's going to look like if you want to imagine. Um, but we won't have hay in it. We'll have horses. We'll be doing our work inside. So that's super, super exciting. We were set to... we written grants and had a lot of community donations and worked really hard and squirreled away as much of our, our income as we could um, because our work is paid for. It's covered by insurance. So most of our clients are um, OHP and um, OHP covers this work and recognizes the value of the, um, the mental health therapy with horses. So we've squirreled away money and um, last January we thought we were going to be able to to get started on the project. And then we had some engineering and some um, county permit hangups. And about the time we got those straightened out, the materials went through the roof. So it took us another year to raise the rest of that money. And um, yeah, so I'm I'm excited. We've got a a contractor, John Armstrong is donating his time to help us get it up, which is a, um, a huge, huge gift. And we're due to break ground in May. So, yeah. Well, that sounds great. Congratulations uh, on that. So uh, one of the things you said, and I, I, I have a question. You said that, uh, you know, especially thinking about the heart of Oregon uh, youth, that there are things people can learn from horses that they can't learn from humans. Uh, what can people learn from horses that they can't learn from humans? Um, oh, gosh. I'm like... <laughs> I've been around horses for almost 50 years and I'm still learning. So, um, a a lot. Um, I mean, there's, so the research is growing around just the physiological benefit of of being near horses. Um, one of the evolutionary developments in the horses is that they read each other's heart rates. So they're able to like, um, to, to feel when, there's danger or when you know everything's calm and so the same effect it works with humans Um, just being around them helps people regulate their heart rate regulate their breathing rate um, teaches your body to to find that equilibrium Um, 
So just like a lot of our clients deal with anxiety. And so just being around them helps their body learn to, um, to regulate. And so there's that. Um, horses live in the moment. They don't hold grudges. They don't, they're not worried about what happened yesterday or what's going to happen tomorrow. They're just very present. Um, and so that response is really powerful for people to be around. Um, I mean, I can tell stories for forever. We had one client that um, a lot of our clients are survivors of childhood abuse, um, pretty severe. And we had one client that would just freeze um, anytime. This We have one big horse. He's a great big guy. Doesn't think he's a big guy. Thinks he's a lap dog, but has like, will get in your space. And so... Um, for that client to be able to move from freezing every time this giant horse moved to being able to say no and move him out of her space was powerful. And so that transfers into regular life. If you can tell this giant horse to like respect my boundaries, this is my space and you need to like back off, then you know that you can do that with people as well. Um, lots of empowering and chances to, to practice things like that. Right. So Sometimes they become a metaphor. Um, the horses interact as horses will, and uh, it's it's amazing to to watch. Even though you know, I understand and I believe in the work. It's still amazing to like see it play out in front of you, where horses will play roles um, like characters in a person's life. Like that that horse is doing to that horse what like this person has done to me, and. Um, figure out how to maybe problem solve or um, even just talking about it is, is kind of a relief valve and um, they offer that. So, so many different ways that horses will help people on their, on their healing journey. I mean, we we're grounded in the philosophy that people have innately within them, what they need to, to find their way towards healing um, and we just kind of hold the space and the horses hold the space and people find their way so you're um, yeah the, all of these uh, childhood traumas adult traumas do tend to show up in the body um, as you For said sure. in the form of anxiety high heart rate nausea that sort of thing so the horses calm the body Yes. Right? And, and then that helps, uh, that helps immensely with the rest of it. Right. Right. Yeah. And the model that I work under, it's EGALA. Um, and so there are, there are three people, three people, three beings on a team. Um, I'm the equine specialist. <laughs> I work with licensed counselors. Um, so there's always a counselor present. Um, like if someone's triggered or we got to go into the deep stuff, they're there to support and then the horses. And um, so it is mental health counseling. Um, I work with two truly gifted counselors, Aaliyah Fern and Robin Loxley, um, and they they bring a lot a lot of, like you said, trauma lodges in the body, and so we we work from that perspective and like beyond what the horses do, help people build skills in um, how to relieve that anxiety. So, Darcy, you've talked a little bit about it. I love how, by the way, you said three people and then corrected yourself. Right? <laughs> three beings. I love that. Uh, horse, the horses are people. 
Uh, yep. I mean, well, they're not right, but right. but they they feel they feel so so close to you is is kind of how I interpreted that. Um, right. So can you talk just a little bit? I, you've sort of already given given us a glimpse, uh, just like how it works when a client uh, or a patient, whatever you call, comes in. Uh, what happens with all of that? Um, it, it's different with every client, and every client is different every day. So um, it just depends on where that person how that person shows up in the moment. Um, sometimes they want to talk with us and the horses are, are present to kind of you know do what horses do. Um, sometimes they don't want to talk to us. They just want to go pet a horse or brush a horse or just be out there. Um, and so it, it looks different every single day. We never really know, you know what's going to happen. We just, like I said, kind of hold the space. Um, We've had, we've had, we have one client that has pretty severe epilepsy as a result of childhood trauma, um, did some pretty significant brain damage. And so they faced that and, uh, had a seizure in the parking lot. And, um, we were, you know, we don't have to do this today. We can just sit here with you. And, and they said, no, I need to, I need to be out there. I need to be with the horses. And so we went, um, with them and like I will probably for the rest of my life tear up when I think about the story but they <clears throat> the horses all came and stood in a circle around this mm-hmm. client um, while their body readjusted you know the there's a, a brain fog and kind of a feeling disconnected when they come out of their seizures and um, you know it's, it's hard to put to words what happened. So, you know, that was definitely one of the most powerful moments. Um, the client that came to us, a uh, 14-year-old client came to us presenting as like a six-year-old um, cognitively. And I didn't know if we were going to be able to help this kid. But um, within a few weeks, the client was no longer like identifying as a mouse, um, but was talking um, more age appropriately and being able to um, hold their space with the horses and talk about things that were going on in their life. And, um, you know, so there, there's that. And then we've got a client that has some social challenges around um, just because of the disability that they face uh, around being able to read social cues and has gotten themselves into a little bit of trouble in the past and um, we have some horses that are really clear about like when you don't pick up on the clue that I give you, I'm going to like pin my ears and I'm going to swing my head around. And um, so horses give that immediate feedback. But then again, like I said, they don't hold a grudge. So once it's done, it's done and they move on. And um, here's the place that I'd like you to scratch me and um, don't touch that other place. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's super hard to like have a canned expectation because it's very different every day with every client. So I want to ask about the, when the horses uh, form the circle around um, uh, the, 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 the kid with um, epilepsy, did you call the horses to do that? No. They, they just instinctively did that. They just show up. Yeah. They just show up um, and it was, you know, usually one or two would come visit when this client 
um, comes to see us because our clients come every week. Um, we have a couple that come twice a week and we have a couple that come every other week, but mostly it's once a week, um, like, you know, in office counseling would be. <clears throat> and um, most of the time, it'll be one or two horses that come around to check in. Um, but that day, they all, all of them, all seven, we have seven on our team, stood in a circle. It, it was yeah, it's not something that um, that I've seen before or since. It was that one particular day when that client needed that extra support, and, and the team knew. I mean, they are a herd, and they mm-hmm. um, they squabble and they push each other around, and there's hierarchy. And um, but that day, they knew that this client needed them to just be there, and they it was yeah, it was yeah, amazing. Yeah, but- yeah, that that sounds yeah incredible. I, I can understand why you uh, get emotional when you talk about it. I'm I'm almost there over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jillian too in the studio. We're all <laughs> we're, yeah. we're all deeply moved by that. Hey, so Darcy, we got just a little bit of time left. Uh, if people want to know more about horses on the ranch, uh, if they sure. want to look into maybe your services or or your nonprofit, what where can they find all that information? Sure. Um, we have a website, uh, which is probably at this point outdated. I need to sit down. Desk work is not my thing. I'd rather go clean a horse pen. Um, but horsesontheranch.org is our website. We have a Facebook page, which is um, more updated probably than the, than the website. It's Horses on the Ranch. Um, we're on Instagram also. Um, and you can send us an email, horsesontheranch at, at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, we have an open house, um, a, oh. a chamber event and an open house on May 12th, um, starting at three thirty in the afternoon. And then the, the chamber after hours event will start at five. Um, but there's that. And then we have, uh, in August, this will be our third year to have the Mackay Creek Cowboy Gathering. So it's a music festival, music and cowboy poetry. And, um, last year we had the Cowboy Poet of the Year for the United States and the Western um, Cowboy Poetry Association came and, and performed um, some local mus- musicians. And I've got, I haven't got the lineup confirmed yet, but I've got some pretty big ideas for this year and I'm pretty excited about it. But, and that'll all be out at um, Wind Down Ranch out Mackay Creek Road in Prineville. Um, all right. Uh, okay. Uh, Darcy Bortha of Horses on the Ranch. Uh, as I said, a remarkable uh, woman here in Central Oregon. We're very lucky uh, that Darcy is around <laughs> to to heal us. Uh, so thank you very much, Darcy, for joining us this morning. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. You've been listening to a KPOV Critical Conversation. To hear more engaging interviews on important topics, please visit kpov.org slash critical dash conversations.